0: may have heard of us all right what's up faceless immortals this is steven your host with ventology podcast i have my lifelong friend jake with me today and we have a special guest and first time reader of the series we're talking about uh, our friend jeff here to talk about mistborn era two hey excited to be here okay jeff so you've read mistborn before era one yeah but and that was what, like some time ago. And now you're getting into era two because you heard a new book was coming out and you got excited or what happened? Yeah, exactly. So,
2: I mean, I'm, I read Mistborn in 2014, 2015. So it's been a minute, actually two things made me want to read wax and Wayne series was one, the new book coming out, but two, uh, my dad read it <laughs> and
0: he said, it was really good. So like, I don't really get around to reading those. Really? Okay. Usually it's, I'm trying to convince my dad to read these books and sometimes he'll acquiesce, but a lot the other way around. That's uh, that's cool. Yeah. It's my dad became a truck driver. Now
2: he like has too much time to understand. So he listens to a lot of Brandon Sanderson books on audible as
1: he's driving. <laughs> yeah. I yes. imagine you get a lot of, uh, audiobook hours in that job. Yeah. He yeah. cranks them out. It's pretty crazy. Truck,
0: truck driving uh could be an ideal career for me. I might have to think about that one in the future. <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about the first two books, Alive Law and Shadows of Self. They're both kind of short, and uh, our schedule worked out where we thought we'd just kind of cram them together. So Jake and I, we we actually all three of us read the books recently, uh, but we want your perspective mostly, Jeff, as the uh, as the first time reader of the series, right? So. If you can think back to Mistborn Era 1, which may be an unfair question, if you can be, think back to Era 1, how do you think Era 2 compares? Like, what's been different about it for you? What have you liked? What have you not liked? What's What are kind of some of your general impressions on these two?
2: Yeah, I mean, so first of all, I really wish I had done like a, a Cliff Notes or something on Mistborn Era 1 because I just realized there was a lot that I did not remember, especially about the 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 and ferrochemical powers um so right. i kind of i kind of did a, but I, I kind of did a little brush up and, and some of the mythology of the world and um, so i did a little brush up but like i frankly we were trying to read these so, so fast that i didn't do as much as i could so that's something that I, I was actually surprised how much it actually drew on the earlier series and i really liked that um, and i liked how it sort of kind of gave a, a view into how mythologies are created. And you could see kind of maybe real world parallels. I thought it was really kind of fun how Brandon did that. Um, but as far as like comparing the two, I, re- I really liked the technological advancement. I think it was pretty cool to kind of uh, see that like fantasy is not just stuck in sort of this medieval kind of technology. Um, and it, it was really, really interesting to kind of see the magic system mixed with some level of technological advancement that's kind of closer to modernity. And I really, really like that. The first book i felt was like a little i guess i would say like it wasn't as epic at the beginning it kind of felt like a little bit like maybe it was a novella that kind of turned into something else um that's because it kind of was (laughs) oh okay (laughs) okay i actually don't think i knew that yeah um but yeah uh but yeah lots we could get into details but overall i think like the first one to me was a little bit more ambitious and grand in scale um and it was clear that he kind of like had that intention from in the beginning. The second one, it kind of felt a little bit more small, but I like how the scope of in scale is growing and as I'm getting more into it. Um, and then I and then overall, I, like I said, I like the while I love sort of the medieval fantasy, I do I do, I enjoyed the the sort of technological advancement a bit more than I thought I would. I thought I would kind of make I thought I wouldn't like it honestly. Um but I ended up really liking it.
1: Mm. Jake, what were your impressions? Um yeah, a lot of well kind of similar i i do think the strongest part of era two is the the way you see the mythologies develop that it like kind of has like an echo of the wheel of time how like ages come and go and like legends become myth and all that like it's cool to see that firsthand and you get you get these characters you loved and cared about in the first era and they are like uh beings of worship or like they're super idealized and you especially spook um just because yeah. of how like just how different he's viewed now and it's really cool to see like that change and like for him it feels really like earned and you're you're so happy for him mm. I think that's the strongest part of it Um, I think I think the lack of like I don't know just this the, the conflicts in especially his first two books just aren't that big they don't feel as important as uh, the first era and I don't think every conflict needs to feel that important, but it was just I guess definitely see, especially after coming from era one and hopping in, like kind of disappointed, like, oh, wait, we're not saving the world again. Like, yeah, what are we doing yeah. here? Um, and uh, I just think it's like uh, like this is riffing off of the mythologies thing. Um the Mistborn world is has so much potential and it's very like for details and and when it comes to like world building, and the details of like how to use the magic. And I get, I like how in era two, you get to see how the magic is used and um, more, I don't know if creatives the right way, just different ways than you see in era one. And I like how people are like, there's more ingenuity in that in the society. Um, but I still feel like it's untapped potential when comparing to something like Stormlight where you get yeah. so much rich world building. Um, so that's, I I think World era two does a little better at that, but it's still not fully satisfying that. And then without getting into details, I think the characters are pretty lackluster <laughs> in Era 2 <laughs> compared to Era One. <laughs> That's probably my biggest critique of Era 2. Yeah. Before. I yeah, I agree with that. I
2: I like Wayne a lot. I really like Wayne. I sort of like I feel like some of like Wayne's internal monologues is sort of like Brandon's just having fun. Like just like, oh, yeah. if I put myself Wayne shoes, pretend like I'm Wayne, and I'm just kind of, you know, this sort of unsophisticated guy who's like real has really high eq but sort of maybe not that book smart and just like with a little bit of irreverence i'm just going to go on and just pontificate mm-hmm. things so I, I think i like that kind of like brandon playing fun like about talking about how like you know wealthy people refer to the toilets as like the lavatory or whatever he says and just like i just thought it was fun i, I like his character but even like my favorite character is wayne he's still just way underdeveloped like he has this like i i was a bit surprised like he has this really, really heavy backstory around killing that person on accident and he's trying to atone for it with the family. And like, he barely touches on that at all. Like there's one scene where he goes and tries to pay the money, but I don't know, I just feel like a lot of it is underdeveloped. It's not that the pieces aren't there or that the characters couldn't be likable. It just feels really underdeveloped to me. It's like, it's all plot and magic and not like character development. Mm.
1: Yeah, I I say with, uh, like there's a lot of, showing or a telling when it comes to people's backstories like that it's like and this is his backstory and like i get the books aren't that long but it would have been cooler to see like to have that shown and developed that way yeah
0: agreed so
1: is brandon best when we're saving the world
0: or when we have enough pages to really like see a bunch of different scenes and have that telling or have that showing (laughs) of the backstories
1: I don't think you need to save the world, Uh, and this is my own personal taste. I prefer, much more prefer long-form content that is good than, like, something short that is is underdeveloped. Like, I could watch a movie that's, like, five hours long if I felt like it was good for the five hours, Um, and same with books. I feel like, I feel like Brandon generally is a plot guy. That's,
2: like, his, he's really, really plot heavy, which is good, as I like that about Brandon. But, um, and hidden generally is not as good as character. But but when he has longer books, I think he's able to do it better because it just kind of comes out more. And I, I don't think he kind of has the art of really, like, condensed, rich character building. Yeah. I mean, not to say he, he he's built great characters, don't get me wrong, but I just think it takes him a lot more time to do it. You have to, because it has to be, like, have to come out in the plot more, I think.
0: Jeff, we probably should have checked with you. So it sounds like you've read all all of his other books or a majority yeah, of his other books? I think... I think I've read all
2: of them except for Legion the, the Library Alcatraz Library and Libra- just like his YA stuff Okay. and then I Sure. And then I haven't read um oh I haven't read the uh, the last the most recent two um, Skyward books.
0: Okay. I've read everything else. So all the Cosmere stuff at least all of his longer yeah. like adult fantasy stuff. Yeah.
2: Actually I haven't read Oathbringer yet. Or or the his- no 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 no. I read Oathbringer. What's the most recent one? Rhythm, rhythm, war. War. Uh, rhythm, yeah. war. I've not read that one yet. I've not read rhythm
0: war yet. Okay, if you want to read that and listen to a ton of podcasts about it, then uh, you can you can find that on our channel. <laughs> okay, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> we we covered we covered that one ad nauseum. Uh, and how many? And how many podcasts? We did like one uh, for every part. I think at least. Oh, nice! That's and, awesome. That's cool.
1: Well, and when that book was coming out, he was doing the release a chapter a week. Oh yeah, Until, yeah, yeah. until the, the release date for a bit. So we would do we would do an episode per preview chapter. <laughs> so wow. there's a lot of wow. a lot great. to get into. That was mostly uh-huh. like that one was more fun, I think, while it was live. But it'd be fun to go back and listen to it.
0: Cool, yeah. cool. I mean, not that we're not that we cover him more than any other channel. There, there's a lot of yeah. uh, Brandon Sanderson dedicated channels that cover the heck out of his stuff. But that was one of our heavier ones. So uh, there, there yeah. you go for that.
2: Yeah, I'll check it out. I, it is on my list. It is on my list.
0: Okay. So should we talk about uh, some of the plot and character events from Alloy of Love? Let's, we, we can try to maybe separate the books if it's natural to talk about them together. Let's do that. So cool. impressions on Wax, our main character and some of the events around him. Starts with Wax, right, with the flashback when he kills Lessie accidentally and then kind of goes from there when he co- when he goes back to Alendel and uh, you know, it takes up the mantle, kind of Bruce Wayne-ish style. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very Bruce wayne Yeah. That's yeah.
2: funny. I, I saw, I had that same thought. Yeah. Um, just kind of general impressions. Like I I'd say, um, I would say, uh, I like, I like wax to a certain degree. Um, I liked, I kind of, I think it's, um, like you said, it's like a Bruce Wayne, like wealthy kind of, uh, person with a, with a, Desire to do good, maybe not as much savior complex as Bruce Wayne, but maybe it does have a little bit of it going on. But yeah, no, I think I think Glass is 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 cool. I don't like in general. I don't think I connect as much with like brutish characters a bit. Like he just kind of, yeah, I don't know. He's sort of moody and and like and maybe it is. Yeah, so I I guess I would say like I'd say that I like him, but um, wasn't my I didn't quite I I don't know like like kind of what Jake said. It's just not. It just didn't. Just something is not quite there. It didn't like all come together for me. But but it but I still like obviously like elements about him and obviously the Leslie backstory and sort of his time in the roughs and kind of being like a living myth a bit. Like because almost like a famous person was has interesting elements.
0: I I agree to the most. Yeah yeah I agree with most of that. I think the first time I read it, which was years ago, I remember just like really disliking him. I thought he was the most boring character ever. <laughs> I, I'm saying right there. This time around this time around Jake, I liked him a bit more. I think I I got more of the conflict with his backstory and with Leslie and like all of that internal conflict. Yes, he's certainly brooding um, he doesn't have too much too many more dimensions past that other than just kind of being more clever and more capable than everyone around him. but I I did like I did appreciate the backstory more and I th- I thought I made him a character. In the book, that I mean, he wasn't—he wasn't terrible. He wasn't terrible, but you—you didn't—you didn't like like him at all,
1: Jake. (laughs) He sounded like those. Have you seen those Morbius reviews? Yeah, it's like This is is a film of the like. This is a film that came out this year. The characters were in the film. They were like that's the way he said he was a character. Things happened. (laughs) Yeah, the CGI was animated. (laughs) I think there's too much and at the same time, not enough going on with him where like, you have like a lot of these details, kind of like you were saying before, like we have these details to their stories, but they're kind of just thrown out there and then not really like developed. And so like, I feel like too much in the sense that he has this tragic story with Lessie, but also his, like his family died suddenly. And like, it doesn't feel like he has time to care about both those things in the story. Mm, yeah, And like, a good it's point. like, why- it's weird that you include these like multiple tragedies when he only really cares about one tragedy and only one of them is really giving him growth. But then I don't feel like either one of them is really given enough time to really develop him. And so it's like overly complicated, but turns out just being boring. And And that's how kind of how I feel about him. Like he's just he's just like a bland, a bland character that like, I don't know, I didn't really. And then the hard part for me is I think he's too bland. And I think Wayne is too over the top. Or like, too, rick, too
2: rich over the top. Yeah.
1: Like I don't connect with his humor really. And so like a lot of people, like Wayne is like probably one of the top favorite Brandon Sanderson characters, I think in the fandom. And I don't really connect with it. And so it's, it's going from this guy who's like too bland reading his perspective. And then this guy that's like overly bombastic for me. And so i don't know i'm just so probably need, not the target audience for the characters neither
0: but. yeah neither seem like <laughs> real characters to you yeah
1: i really like steris which i guess you get more developed later on and and mercy i think they're pretty good characters for the most part they need more screen time i think both more way more
0: way more screen time i agree what one thing like one thing about wax that uh is a
2: bit confusing to me that i i, I don't know like I don't think every character has to follow a formula, but it is weird to me that he's, it's not really clear what his motivation is besides some kind of level of savior complex. It's just not really clear what he's motivated by really beyond like, I just wanted to, because it, sometimes there's, there's some kind of like uh self narration. And I think in the second book where it's like in the roughs, I was able to save, you know, people uh-huh. and see, see my efforts, but in the city's too big. So it's like, I, it's all just around like saving people. I don't know. I just didn't really connect, and it wasn't that developed. I'm like, why does he want? Why does he feel so? Like, why does he have this complex about saving people, and why is it so important?
1: So and then the other maybe, thing
2: is like,
0: maybe he's too reactionary. Is is what you're trying to say?
2: I just don't understand why he's motivated the way he's motivated. Like, it's there's no development around that. Like, how does his core conflict, like, like well, how does his core backstory transfer to being like his core backstory is essentially that he had a an oppressive uncle, and his family died, and then his sister died, and he wasn't that connected to, and then he lost less Leslie lessy I don't see, see how, how I don't yeah. see how that necessarily connects to his core motivation. Like it, there's just the lines don't like. Obviously with like Bruce Wayne for example, it's like his, his parents were killed by thugs, and so he's like his whole life is try to make the city safer. Like I just didn't see any kind of connection to his core like backstory and then his motivation. And then the other thing is he mm-hmm. just doesn't have any weaknesses beyond just being. I don't know. Like what's his weakness? I don't know. <laughs> He's just better than everybody in every single circumstance. And when, yeah. I don't know, it's like... He's not as rich
1: as Bruce Wayne. That's his yeah. weakness.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I just like characters where it's like really clear to me like why they're motivated and also have some kind of weakness. I don't know. I just feel like he doesn't pop on either of those. But anyway.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think the uncle part, like that all of a sudden becomes a huge part of the plot, but that wasn't really developed earlier than that either. Like no. that's, that's another thing where it's like, another complication to his backstory that isn't really fleshed out but then all of a sudden it's really important for the story like he's the main like at the end of the first book you're like oh his uncle is the main bad guy you know and it's like you can like he's wax is reacting as if like oh he's so mad about this he's facing his uncle again and as a reader i'm like oh okay we don't like the uncle like Like, yeah (laughs) like you get one flashback
2: where yeah, there's just so, yeah. that one flashback where he's like, "Oh, you noticed the coin? Oh, who told you?" It's like, apparently, yeah. he's like a bit oppressive and didn't give him credit for his successes. But that's that's the only like anything you get.
1: Yeah, like there is there is something there with Wax's character that I think like if I were somehow qualified to like psychoanalyze him, like there's like this this like this complex d- developing from the conflict between him and his uncle, where like. His uncle seems like pretty harsh and cruel, and he doesn't want to be that way. And he's trying to prove himself to his uncle that he's capable while doing it his like the way that he finds right yeah, in his own moral yeah. compass. Like, there's some of that there, but it isn't like I feel like the plot should help. Like you're saying, like the plot should help like accentuate that. So like, right, like that should be part of his purpose and the plot more.
0: Yeah, I like that. I, didn't, I hadn't thought about that. That's cool. Here's something I like about Wax. If that's, if that's allowed. That's not allowed, right? (laughs) Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, Um, I'll bring it. I I like the theme of the whole like doubting deity and trying to figure out, uh, you know, where Harmony fits in his life and and the conversations that he has with Harmony. I think that's a good theme. And it's something that I don't, I didn't remember from my first read. And and, and I like it. And I like how the second book ends, if I can jump into the end of the second book, where Mm -hmm. it ends on a pretty sour note where he's just like, You know he's mad at God because he feels like things have really been messed up. Yeah, yeah, right, right, exactly. And for all of the ability and money and privilege that he has in his life, he's pretty miserable because things haven't gone his way. I, I think it's one of Brandon's better themes, to be honest. And it's kind of a shame that it's like couched in this character that we don't think too much of, but it's a cool idea, and I really appreciate the way that he explores it. I was gonna say i that's that's what gives me hope for wax was
2: like the end of the second book where he cries on saris saris right yeah i always mix uh-huh. up his mm-hmm. shoulder he just crazy cries and it's like okay well, like now i'm trying to maybe see that there's some real development happening here um and and, and so I, I still got a little bit of hope for his character at the, at the end of this book but like yeah yeah it took two books to get there though for me
1: i I, I do think um, I do think the books get better as they go. Like I think uh, Bands of Mourning is significantly better than Shadows of Self. I like Shadows of Self sig- significantly more than Alloy of Law. I don't think it it was still like not quite there for me, but I do think part of the reason I did like it more is um, focusing again on like kind of these mythologies and bringing back past things like the Chandra. Like you see how that has played out over time and like their role now. And I agree, Stephen. I think that theme like his conflict with harmony throughout is like really intriguing and really interesting and it was like one of the one of the more engaging parts of Shadows of Self and I do think it's kind of a it's kind of sad that it's in a book that I it's an idea that is better than the whole the book as a whole unfortunately and also like it did make me feel for Wax more but I felt like in and Shadows of Self Wax didn't he was just like pushed around by the plot more than like being an active participant and growing in the plot, if mm-hmm. that made sense. Which I, right. I I don't think like the a main character has to be like the center focus of every plot point. But if like, he was more just being like, like he wasn't in control of it. So I didn't really see it as character growth as much. Mm-hmm. But, but you do, I will say, you I think you do see some character growth in the next book, which we're not really covering here. Um, but it does set the stage really well to make you like Wax more.
0: That's cool. Oh, I'm excited about that. I mean, the next book also gets more into like saving the world, like big plot, right? Which we already it's, said. We it's more connected to the spider, Cosmere so. as a whole,
1: which yeah. is again, why I liked it more. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you get to see more stars and Mereseed, more Starris um, specifically. Okay, that's yeah. cool,
0: very cool. Yeah. Should we talk about the two girls? Um, we, we said that we wanted more of them on screen. I remember Starris being more than my memory of Cirrus had a lot more detail than what I saw in the first two books. So yeah, it must be true that she's in the third one more because I, she's really like not much. Yeah. She doesn't do much in the first two books other than like have a few conversations and be important yeah. because wax is going to marry her for political reasons.
1: Yeah. I, I I'm the same. Yeah.
0: I like she, how she She's she, in like four scenes. <laughs> and yeah, probably though, the total
1: she's in like two scenes in the first book. And yeah, the first book yeah.
0: she's just the damsel in distress the whole time
1: in distress is off screen for exactly 95% <laughs> of the book in the second book I did like how they showed some growth there with their relationship and like them kind of coming to terms with it and I, I do like Mercy, but I feel like I don't like how she's written so much to be like like she's super qualified in all these ways and then I feel like she had to be nerfed to be the damsel in distress at times as well. I feel like mm, it, it kind of took me out of the story. Like, I feel like the character that has been written would not be in this position to need to be saved by by Wax right now. But like, the plot needed it, if that made sense.
0: But she does like... help out enough to the point where she's not always like the damsel in distress. She's often the ones taking the shots to help Wax yeah, out.
1: I just felt like... It... I don't know. And maybe this is intentional. I felt like she needed to have more confidence and like more ability shown on, on page than she actually did.
0: I mean, I think that makes sense for her character where she's at. Like she's a really confident and smart young woman, but at the same time, she kind of doubts the position that she's in. Like that's I think that's a position a lot of young yeah. people are in.
1: I I also think for quite a bit of Brandon Sanderson's female characters that kind of follow the same archetype. I think. I haven't uh, read Elantris in a Shallan. long time. Yeah. The Shallan and and uh, Wave Kings, like I'm so smart, I'm so talented, but I'm kind of lost in this big world. And so like I have all these skills, but also I don't know how to use, like, I don't know, like I'm still vulnerable. And like Mercy is kind of it's like pretty much the same archetype. Elantris has the same archetype as well. And I kind of feel like the same voice.
0: Mercy's not as not as you know obnoxious as Shallan shallan (laughs) mercy shallan's like mercy and
1: wayne together a little bit (laughs) (laughs) yeah because she's like the yeah i i feel feel like lopen especially if you've listened to the books lopen and wayne are almost like the same the same character
0: (laughs) yeah i can see that there could be a good spider-man meme of lopen and wayne
1: yeah yeah there could be especially with michael kramer's like (laughs) voice (laughs) the thing the thing that i
0: thought
2: was potentially really interesting about mercy and I hope that gets this thread gets pulled on in the next book is when she kind of because she was like a total fangirl of of wax in book one yeah and then like and then like in book two she starts to see his downsides like of his his weaknesses and how he creates chaos and he's sort of above the law that she's come to like become an expert in and love and he leaves a mess in his wake and etc etc like I I liked that and thought that was interesting, and I thought it was gonna, I thought it was gonna go more or like develop a little bit more in the book, but it sort of just kind of stops a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that gets developed a little bit more because I thought that w- that could have been that's an interesting line of of, uh, of character development and plot potentially. But
1: yeah, I'd honestly have to, I I've been mean, planning on rereading Bands of Morning, but I'll, yeah. I need to reread that to to know what, like how well that's done in the next book. What do you guys think about love triangles?
0: I, I like love triangles in books. I'll be yeah. honest; it's okay. it's kind of it's kind of the high school like yeah. drama romance that I enjoy a little bit. Uh, but I mean, not every love triangle. But I think I think love triangles can be good. I felt like I liked.
2: I don't. I don't. I actually like them. They're interesting if they're done well and and developed. But I just feel like it's sort of this is maybe a problem in in general in the book for me is there's a lot happening that's that's just not really fleshed out or or worked with in my opinion um, that's an example i feel like the love triangle element was kind of present a lot in the first book and then it kind of almost goes away entirely in third in the second book feels like right
1: um kind of i do think i liked how i think the the way the love triangle was set up in the first book was kind of kind of tropey just like okay yeah Yeah. obviously he's going to be he's going to be interested in this one but have these obligations but duties
2: make him yeah yeah. exactly
1: Yeah, But I do like how like Marcy and Wax bicker a lot in the second one and I think a lot of it is her recognizing the flaws of his philosophies and like their own like personal differences there but I think it's also like this underlying tension of like they both like had that attraction towards each other but don't want to act on it and so they're frustrated and
2: Mm -hmm.
1: kind of like I thought that was like a one of the better, like a more realistic way of portraying uh, a love triangle there.
2: Yeah, I like that. I I guess I'm just like I guess from like just weighing, I, there There's a little bit that showed up in in Mercy's, um kind of thought narration. I don't I don't think it showed up at all. It waxes. like is in the first book. Yeah. It's like he thing finds her attractive and he f- you feel attention. But I don't think it said anything about it the entire second book. Like at least I can't remember it.
1: Yeah, I think it was mostly from Maris' point yeah, of view. Yeah, Maris' point of view, yeah. So I
2: like, anyway, I, I like Steris a lot. I actually think she might be my favorite character. I thought it I thought it was, I, maybe just because it resonates. <laughs> it's like, maybe I resonate with elements of, of her character where it's like, she's just so by the book, tries to plan everything, but in many cases, like recognizes that as being a, socially a uh, social uh, liability and but she still like wants people to like her i, I just found her like pretty uh-huh. endearing but also capable and cool in some ways I really, liked, I really liked her just did not have nearly enough time or development or anything Probably cool yeah. she was i thought
1: she definitely has more time in the next book but i don't think it's it's still not going to be as much as like wax and wane obviously um this yeah. is something i didn't re- i didn't recognize in my read through but i found out um I don't know if it's via Q&A or whatever, um, but Staris was written to be um, autistic in the, in the books, which um, mm. after like hearing that, I think that like resonates a lot more. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. I mean, that's right. cool that, and like, I've seen a lot of stuff online of uh, people with autism, like really connecting with that. And so that's cool that he was able to like, I know, portray that in a, in a way where it's like, not like, it's, Like you're saying, it's like a positive it's not necessarily a positive or negative thing. It's like neutral, but it like adds a lot to her personality. And yeah. Well, fun fact. (laughs) I I always like when Brandon is able to to
0: give unpowered characters some time to shine as well. Like yeah. A lot of his characters have these cool magical abilities, which is which is awesome. (laughs) Which is, you know, a big reason why we really like Sanderson. But at the same time, I I kind of like to see the normal Joe type character that i identify with like struggling along in this big magical world and 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 so it's nice to see a character like staris who a lot of things are just like way you know outside of her control but she does her best to try to control them but also recognize she can't and so there's some frustration there uh we need more of her i'm excited to read the third one because i don't remember how much more there is but it sounds like jake's saying he remembers more I feel
1: like and it's been a while like I read that one in 2017 but I feel like she is like she has like more action like she's like in the thick of the plot solving problems with the other characters one scene that specifically stands out in book two with her is I can't remember where they're going but she's like she's like added in like contingency well she's like planned for like like the unplanned if that that makes sense yeah yeah like
2: the the, the ball
1: yeah like I've planned for the fact that this ball might turn out to be a disaster so like (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) no worries (laughs) but that was fun
0: is that uh, is that your identification with her Jeff your yeah I plan to have spontaneous time kind
2: of thing yeah
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) that was it yeah yeah
2: like deprogramming my mission
0: uh (laughs) where it's like good is planned <laughs> yeah so what are some other what are some other uh, little scenes maybe that were were favorites i thought like i thought this scene in the very
2: beginning of the book was like really 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 intense um and i really liked it uh, where bloody tan like the you know he's kind of in this crypt place and bloody tan and they have this this sort of kind of i guess choreographed thing to get out of these tough circumstances and they try it mm-hmm. and it just doesn't work. And he shoots his, his wife. I just thought that was like, so intense, um, really, really, really powerful, like great scene. Um, yeah. So, that, I mean, it's also really sad and ter- and, and tragic, but I, I actually really like that scene. It, w- it wasn't light hearted or fun, but I thought that was, got me intrigued, but pretty fast.
0: And it's also, I like when Sanderson does a good job of recontextualizing scenes like books later or you know pages and pages later and this is an example of that because you don't really understand what was going on there until yes. after finishing book two
2: exactly and that's why that's why i, I thought because i just finished book two and i was like whoa that makes that first scene which i already found a bit creepy and and tragic it's like it, it comes back even with a harder punch later which when you realize that when you realize, yeah yeah that was that was pretty good which is again why i'm saying like i'm 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 excited if maybe i'll like wax more moving um another scene is i like i love i it's not a specific scene um but i love the i kind of this is where like i I, i'm different my preferences are different than jake's i actually found wax or wayne really funny (laughs) like i love his commentary and uh like i i love his uh his commentary like where he's just getting everyone drunk to try to stop a riot i thought that was pretty funny (laughs) that was a funny scene and I like and I like how he tries he I like how he's so interested in link in linguistics so when he kind of like notices how people say things and then I like how that becomes a plot point when he recognizes uh-huh. that the governor ends up is actually a uh, leader because of like how the, the A's are said differently and so that's not a specific scene I guess the, the getting drunk is a scene but I I really liked kind of the the reflections on language that that Wayne t- talks about throughout the book it's really I find it interesting and I find language quite
1: do you ever when reading fantasy books and like obviously they're not speaking english in the setting but there's a pun that's like an english pun you know or like for example then her like she's known as vindication like the gun is named after her like that's her name now like things like that and I, sometimes i just like sit and think for like ever like what N- having no clue what like their in-world language is supposed to be like how would that pun work in another language you know like or like with with wayne talking about like the way like uh different vowels are pronounced like if we somehow had what language they were speaking like what what would they really be talking about there anyway. that's really interesting i guess i always just
2: assume english is the language because <laughs> <laughs> at least in, at least in this bo- movie i'll uh, try at least in this world because it's like because of those linguistic things it just doesn't make sense to me if it's not english but yeah but yeah. i guess i it would be i don't know it's interesting yeah i I think about it
1: more with these because like you'll have world hoppers in the cosmere and they don't like they obviously don't speak the same but like you have similar puns in stormlight and in Mistborn, and how does that work (laughs) do they not speak i mean they're able to communicate
0: usually you have
1: enough uh invest investiture into connection Uh, you can yeah
0: that's right that's how that works okay
1: Hmm
2: this is beyond this is beyond my uh, <laughs> my uh, my, uh, my uh, understanding of the cosmere what's the investiture and connection
1: so there's like an aspect of like your you know there's like the the physical realm the, the cognitive realm yeah. and the yeah. spiritual realm there's an aspect of somebody's spiritual self that is connection to things and kind of i th- there's like a metal you can burn for connection or s- you can store connection in a fair cumulative uh-huh. interest interesting or what but you can use that for like connection is like for a lot of things, but one of the things is uh I think like understanding language other people. Interesting. Like, uh, understanding other people communication. But, Who are there are
2: there world hoppers that I've then we're getting off the rail, Steven, and you can bring us back. But are there world hoppers <laughs> that I've missed beyond um the, the Bard character? I'm forgetting his name. Hoyd. Uh, Hoyd. Hoyd, yeah. Yes
1: from from these books specifically like these two No I'm yeah. just
2: saying from the ones that I listed earlier that I've read basically most all the most of Cosmere beyond the remaining Wax and Wayne and
0: uh and Rhythm of War
1: There's a lot in Stormlight interesting There are a
0: lot in Stormlight and we probably should we probably should stay a little more on the rails yeah. and get into okay. it cuz okay yeah, we're absolutely- going to okay <laughs> we're just going to run into spoilers too fast for other okay. books that i right. are not talking yeah. about but yeah. okay the, the, there are yeah. there there are a lot yes yes right, so. I'm
2: gonna have to I'll have to go back and uh, and try maybe read some read up on it on some
0: Reddit threads <laughs> <laughs> just go to like the World Hoppers page on Coppermind and okay yeah it should it should Two take you right spoilers. there cool yeah maybe I'll, probably maybe not... I'll do that after I read Rhythm of War or yeah I yeah
2: so.
0: yeah yeah you pro- you probably should yeah okay okay. Cool. okay remember that one for when you finish um okay so other other big moments. I really like the end of the first book where, uh, they use Maracy's cad. How do you pronounce it? Cad, cadmium. Cad, cadmium. Yeah. Or that was actually, was that, that was that so cool. cool that that was the plan, right? That was what they were always going to do yeah, I, in order that, to get that. That was a good, yeah, yeah, that, that was a really nice twist. That was a good Sanderson twist that, uh, that I remembered. Yeah. That was like one of the only things I remembered from era two,
1: actually. You could tell he was, like, very much, how can I pick, like, what could be, like, the weakest power I could find, and how can I make this be uh, exactly. to, to the, yeah. the resolution? What's, fun,
2: what's funny, though, is, it, what's funny, though, is when he first introduced that power, because I did not remember it from uh, the era one, and he's, like, it's, when she's, I think, I think uh, Mercy says something that, like, it's mostly useless. I'm, like, when, how could this actually be useful? I need to think about this. So I actually like, yeah. thought about it for a second, and I actually, And I remember like thinking about it and I couldn't, I could think of like a couple round things, but not anything as useful as Brandon did. So I was like, that's pretty cool. Cause he like surprised me with how useful Uh he made that useless power that like after me spending some time thinking about it, I'm like, I can't think of that many good uses.
0: Yeah. So that, that one and bend alloy, like both of the time traveling metals, those are, those were not used in era one. I can't remember Uh, if they were. Yeah. Interesting. They weren't even aware of them as metals. Or were yeah. they just alloys of other metals? Anyway, the newly, yeah, useful in Era 2, not present in
1: Era. Yeah, there was a lot of, uh, like, after Seiza became Harmony, like, he basically, like, bestowed a bunch of knowledge, and it was, like, part of that. That's the way I understood that. But I think that uh, that climax was great as well because it, like, had that fine line of, you know enough of their plan, but not all of it, so that scene was still pretty intense because you weren't aware of like the uh, time bubble pl- part of the plan and so Wayne's- or Wayne's Wax is just kind of getting beat up and you're like what is he going to do you know like how is this going to work and then oh yeah that was good the execution there I really like the scene in the second book where you get to meet Ten Soon I love everything about the second book that's like a callback to me Era too 1. it's so
2: good yeah like, yeah, like me too.
1: Ten Soon the pits of Hudson. Yeah. All that. And I, but that scene, especially with the, the like hem beasts that are like yeah. attacking them there. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And the final scene where he shoots uh Leslie with the, the spike from his earring. I thought right. that was cool as well. Turning the earring into like a bullet as a spike. Right. Yeah. Fits so yeah well that was, that was cool.
2: One thing that like I didn't understand about that scene is like, and this could have been because i was just reading too fast but how did she kill herself did that connect to any thing about how chondra work
1: yeah milan had earlier um when talking to wayne they're like talking about how how you can kill a chondra and there's like that there's like a way they figured out and then they but she said they also realized that there's a way for themselves to to just end their life basically mm. like they were able to figure that out what I, what I, what I found
2: like a little bit unbelievable was like, why, if she really loved wax so much and wax realized it, like, why couldn't they work to get the spike out again? Like, I, I don't know. I just like, it happened so fast and, and maybe that's how tragedies happen. Right. it just quickly unravels, but I just, I was like, man, like, it feels like, why did she kill herself so fast and why didn't they just try to work it out? I don't know. I, I found myself like not quite believing that's how it would have gone down, but I don't know. That's just
1: yeah, because I could buy like she's unhinged without the balancing spike in her, because then she's only under like the, r- the ruinistic influence, right? Yeah. And So I I can get like attributing a lot of like the destruction that she leaves in her wake due to that. But as soon as she spiked again with harmony, I do get them like her motivation of I don't want to be contr- be able to be controlled by harmony anymore. But like you think she'd be like maybe have a little more clarity of mind at that moment having both. Influences. Yeah. Exactly
2: and and i would have felt like she would have like remembered how much she loved wax like that was what was weird yeah
1: i mean she
0: probably she probably realized that wax now knew her for what she was and was not going to would never be able to yeah yeah that's interesting i hadn't thought about that
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um what do you think about this this trell threat jeff at the end, um, I was. Did Trell ever come up any other time?
2: I know it came up briefly. It was dropped just really briefly when. Um, uh, what's the bad guy's name from the first book? Uh, my, Miles. Miles. Yeah, Miles. When Miles. Uh-huh. When my Miles mentioned something about it, was that the? Is that the only? There's no Era One references to that.
1: There's a slight Arrow One reference. Interesting. Um, it's, Interesting. You know, like Seized was going through all the different religions yeah that he had recorded it was one of those
2: interesting. interesting but it's
1: not I don't remember what the details were around the
0: religion that he gave it's called tre- Trelogism or trelligism yeah but there weren't I don't remember like any specific things that would make us think like oh my gosh like that's what's going on with Charles it's kind of vague
1: yeah it seemed like pretty different than that as well so I don't know if it's mm. intentionally like the same name to be misleading or if it is one in the same or if it's I don't know. Completely different. Yeah, to me, it kind of felt like a
2: little bit out of nowhere. But I was like, okay, I guess it was intriguing. <laughs> I'm in yeah. s- interested to see what comes next. But I didn't even, honestly, I didn't even remember the f- reference in the first book for Miles. It was so in passing. Yeah, I guess it was it was it wasn't that focused on, right?
1: No,
0: no, yeah. yeah. So far, we know that, and then we know there's like a special type of Richie. Mercy got the spike, and she said, oh, it's made out of this metal that we don't even know what this is, right? And so, w- which kind of makes us think like, oh, there's some kind of like supernatural power going on here connected with all of this. Interesting. Yeah, one thing
2: to bring us back that that I think is uh, just a thought that has come up that I want to share before I forget is I think Mistborn is going back to some of the scenes we were talking about. I think the Mistborn world and these books are just so like we've been criticizing a little bit the character development but like the action is just so awesome it's like yeah i can easily imagine that if these were in a different format beyond beyond books like if they were tv or movie or whatever it would just mm. be so cool <laughs> like these yeah, books yeah because you can in the in other in, in other formats and other mediums you can get i think get by with a lot of these things get away with weaker uh character development, all these things were are kind of maybe being a little bit critical about, and I think it would uh-huh. just be awesome, because <laughs> it's just, like, the action is just so cool, and how he, uh, yeah, so I hope one day this gets made into something, that's more visual medium, because it would just be, so
0: yeah. Mistborn directed by Michael Bay is the perfect marriage of all of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go.
1: <laughs> yeah, the fight scenes are so cinematic, like,
0: so cinematic,
1: The like, the movement, everything about it, yeah, it's, like, just enough uh, limitation to, like, Add suspense or uh, tension. I mean, but just enough power that everything you do is just really cool.
0: And I really, lo- I really like how it works in Era Two more than Era One because Era One is so dominated by the Misborn powers, which is just like okay, they can do anything basically. Yeah. And I don't really yeah. have to think. I don't have to think too hard about how it works. Like, oh, they're flying here and here. and Now they're super strong and whatever. But now in Era Two, they have all these limitations built in. They can only do so many things. But the things they can do work in unique ways and so as it's all happening i have to think like okay how does this work he's doing this to do this effect which yes. has this like compounding effect that's cooler than the all-powerful misboard.
1: yeah
2: i thought i think so too i found it really interesting like the limits the constraints i in some in this that were introduced in this era too to me made the magic system more interesting personally yeah. It was, and it was just, it was just so, it's just so cinematic. And, and, uh, and I really, I, I really think it'd be really fun. Like I watched um, Dr. Strange in the multiverse recently. And, you know, uh-huh. I think I've seen that,
0: you, yeah.
2: you know, the fight where, where they're using, where they're using music, like yeah. the music and stuff. And like, yeah, that's I was really like cool. and it looks so cool. Yeah. And when I saw that, I was like, Mistborn can be done. Like we're at the point yeah. now where, where <laughs> we have such good CGI, that if this looks that cool, Mistburn can be done, but it will just be so much better because it will actually have constraints and magic system as opposed yeah. to like all the garbage you see in like the Marvel universe where it's like, anyone uh-huh. can do anything. And like, there's all these do-sex machinas because yeah. it's just like whatever whatever magic you need to move the plot forward, it exists. Um So I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that someday <laughs> there'll be some pretty cool movies from
1: these. Yeah, I know he's been working on a, a screenplay and he in its latest not latest, but in a recent uh like YouTube live stream, he did mention he said the words this is the year Disney or Hollywood came knocking. That's what he said. We don't have further context to it, but hopefully something like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he said Stormlight Five, Stormlight Five, which he's writing now, was delayed till 2024. And the reason why is because he's spending so much time with Hollywood. Okay. Cool. Yeah, and he's actually written out like an entire screenplay of what he wants to see happen in, I think, the Final Empire. I I want to say that's true. If if not, renowned an entire it. thing, he's, he's definitely like working on it though. Yeah, he's spent a, a significant amount of
1: time doing this. Yeah,
0: def- definitely on the roadmap.
1: Before we before we finish, I will I do want to bring up one critique of Shadows of Self, and I don't know if it's just because of like recent political climate in the real world, at least in the U.S. But like the fact that there was all this corruption with like the nobles and their society, I was just thinking that like, why do they have nobles still like at this point? Like, weren't they trying to create like this egalitarian, you know, society? What is the point of having like how does that mesh with having nobles in uh-huh. charge that way? And like I felt pretty disappointed with like all these people like trying to revolt, like totally justified. And I felt does, I don't know how to phrase this, just like bummed that there, the book didn't critique as much the like wealth inequality and the power the imbalance. Existing, yeah. Yeah. Like it wasn't critique. It was just like, hey, we're trying, you know, at least we're trying. And, it, and I felt like I wanted to like, no, like burn it to the ground, restart, like start, <laughs> start from like, uh, like a system that's actually just first instead of just like, well, this is what we have and it's good enough. But that wasn't the point of the book at all, but it just kind of bothers me.
0: <laughs> so harmony let you down as well as wax. Jake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <So I'm> just, <laughs> harmony let, let you down.
1: Like, how, after how did you continue? Like, why not just refine it? Like, I get Ellen creating the system at the time because that's all they knew. You know, it was better than a, it was infinitely better than what it was with the Lord Ruler. But you think when like harmony ascended like he'd be like oh yeah that was a good step but here's like the actual execution of what that should be yeah okay. it
2: kind of felt and not and not that like our world has to parallel you know this yeah. world but it kind of felt like the technology progress was outpacing the political progress a little bit
1: yeah to,
2: yeah that's that's a, i actually noticed that like immediately in the first book that's something like, that's weird they still have this like the same exact society with the same nobles and i wasn't yeah. expecting that because there was so much like you like and i also assumed before i read the book that it was going to be a little bit more like in like um i guess early west like i didn't i didn't expect electricity to come online and um and cars i think there's cars coming online and gum and like it almost feels yeah. like it's like the early 1900s rather than like the seventies uh-huh i would i so it was a little bit further along and then I'm like but there's still like democracy had been around for a long time in the us by the time we reached this technological place obviously it was limited democracy but it was just not the same so i felt similarly Mm -hmm. i was gonna say i also was like i almost expected that like wayne was gonna switch sides or have more conflict with wax because wayne more than anyone to me felt like he was like it it just felt like why doesn't he just take the next step but he agreed with the people that were writing and he and he like saw the injustice and he came from that and like, I just, I, it was a little, it felt a little weird to me. Like, I didn't know what I was holding mm. whack, like weighing back from just like changing sides almost and stopping a constable. I, and, I, and I'm and i very sympathetic to this idea of like order versus chaos as like, like you take in, a, like you take a system that's like, cor- like has inequality and corruption versus chaos because, you know, I think that's like a, like a very deep political and philosophical discussion of like, do you burn it down? Like, a lot of times when you burn down things, it actually doesn't end up that well. You get like the inquisition. Yeah. And- <laughs> you get terrible things. And so I think it's a very interesting philosophical debate, but I was just surprised that it wasn't like, I don't know. I just didn't feel that believable to me with some of the characters or where they decided to go given who they were, their backstories and their motivation.
1: Yeah. I felt like it was too, it was like too apologetic to the systems and power. Yeah. yeah. Which wasn't the, wasn't the point of the book. There wasn't like the the moral of the book at all. It was like this subplot to the conflict, but in a, anyways yeah, yeah but, I, but it is
2: very very prevalent context throughout the whole
0: thing yeah. yeah i feel like we opened a big can of worms right at the end of the time we <laughs> yeah, have so right at the end i nice. know i know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. for well, thanks. yeah thanks for coming on with this jeff this is fun it's always fun to get a, a new reader perspective and uh, we're going to continue this uh this series in why am i blanking on the bands of morning book 3 and then we'll have to uh, we'll have to read through the Lost Metal with you as well when that comes out in November.
2: Yeah, I'm very excited about it. Right Enjoyed out. the conversation.
0: Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.